All right, guys, our Sunday chat today is going to be with Adam Fitzsimmons, Captain Adam Fitzsimmons. Uh, he's somebody who has always kind of reached out to me and been somebody who has you know, provided insights, recommendations, and generally just been very open to meaningful and thoughtful discussion, which is something that I really, really value, something that you know, I don't necessarily get engaged with all the time. And he's a reader, he's a thinker, and he's recently gone back and finished his master's degree. He's a soldier, a combat veteran, a loving father, and really just an overall hardworking person in our community. And somebody who I think you're going to get a lot of value out of hearing his insights and his journey. And, you know, just somebody who I thought would be, you know, kind of an interesting switch up to Kristen last week. So we dive into some interesting things and I hope you guys like it. changes on uh on the sops for everything yeah. all right guys uh we are live with adam fitzsimmons uh adam is gonna come in we're gonna talk a little bit about um you know his career in the military and everything like that and uh kind of some fitness stuff and just kind of how he uses that to support himself and uh his family and now a uh, big part of friendship and so kind of uh start to dive down that path so adam why don't you take a second introduce yourself a little bit and tell us kind of about uh what uh, your you know rank is in the military? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, first, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, um, big podcast guy. So, you know, just jumped at the chance to actually get on a podcast. I have yeah. a 40, 45 minute commute one way. Nice. So that's, <laughs> I just crushed podcasts and yeah. audiobooks um, on my way to work every day. Yeah, but, I kind of missed that about like being in DC. It's like you get stuck in traffic. <laughs> it's like cool. I just get an extra couple yeah, chapters. Exactly. In my book, you know? Exactly. That's that's the way you have to look at it. Um, but yeah, so I've been in the military for um, going on 13 years now. Nice. Um, I was enlisted for about four years at the beginning uh, and then got my commission uh, through Ohio State Army ROTC. Nice. So that was, um, you know, it was a pretty good experience. It's, it's always difficult going from that enlisted side of the house onto like the ROTC area so let's dive into that because i'm sure that a lot of people don't understand that <laughs> yeah okay, so yeah. one of the you know we have a lot of people you know columbus is not like a hotbed for military or right. anything like that right. so um so maybe just tell a little bit about like you know what is what is enlisted sure and yeah. then and then we'll talk about a little bit about rotc and then we'll talk about like what is sure. officer right, right? so yeah. talk just about that i think people just don't have a huge concept for yeah that. so so you have two main um two main like pay grades right so you have enlisted and non-commissioned officers and then you have officers yep. uh, it's really just how what role you're fulfilling within the military yeah it's like a different um, path it's like it's a like different a job different, i try to when i explain it to people i try to say um it would be similar to like a doctor and a nursing relationship in the I sense say, yeah of, like blue collar white collar kind of yeah so like bit. the nurses are actually doing all the work yeah, right yeah but at at the end of the day someone's accountable for it for sure absolutely. but like and it doesn't mean the nurses don't know as much as the doctors mm -hmm. it's just a different role right yeah so, a 20 year nurse is going to be better exactly, than a one year precisely. doctor right and that's yeah. and that's you know that's kind of how i try to explain it to people um so when you hear enlisted you hear 
you think of going off to basic training, you, you have a lot of Hollywood movies that, you know, have, have encapsulated that basic training experience yeah. very well. Yep. Um, and so that's, that's typically the enlisted route, right? And so you are, you know, you're just a grunt. You're just yep. a foot soldier. Yep. Uh, you got no rank. Yep. Uh, people are just telling you what to do all the time instead of yep. you telling others. In the infantry. In, yeah, 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 in, in the, the infantry. infantry. Yeah. Um, and then on the officer side of the house is kind of that... Um, you know, you, you, you try to hone your leadership style, hone your, like, you know, understand what, what needs to happen. Know, know your job, know two and three levels up, know the big picture. Um, and so, you know, I think that's probably something that the majority of, um, the civilian population probably has a hard time with understanding just kind of that, you know, everybody understands like a general, right? But, um, a general in the military is like a CEO. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people have a grasp of a concept of like, if you meet a general, like (laughs) that is a big deal. (laughs) Right. right. There's there's not that many generals. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, you know, when I went in, I had no concept of rank structure at all whatsoever. So I actually really struggled like in basic training, like learning the rank structure sure. and you're like walking around like you you know walk by an officer and you see the yeah. rank and you're like yeah I, I didn't salute him because i have no idea like right. i had no concept of anything so yeah. yeah coming from columbus it's like not a lot of bases around and then you get the exact opposite you get the the kids who grew up in the military and they yeah. know everything before they come right. in right so tell me a little bit so you four years enlisted i assume you're an nco then so i i was not so my path was um yeah, I was gonna say four years is like right on that limit. Yeah, right? you can, you're just eligible. Yeah, to be a and I and I had done some movement around, so I I, I enlisted in the reserves at first, mm. and then actually switched to the National Guard for some school benefits. So yep. I had like the hundred percent tuition assistance. Yeah, for and, sure. And it was just a better fit at the time. Yeah, um, I knew that I was I was. Um, gonna commission soon and I wanted a, a unit to, yeah. to go to and so that's what they provide the guard provides that is yeah. hey when, when you when you commission as an officer you'll be put in this unit and you'll uh, be in charge nice. of this platoon yeah I did not care for the reserves yeah I did, yeah. Not, I did not do all there yeah. I would have preferred guard guard seems to be a little bit more uh they take care of you Absolutely. as a person. The reserves are sort of just like you're just this little fish. And that's in a what huge it pond. is, exactly. Yeah. Because the reserves, you know, kind of their parent units are still active duty. Mm-hmm. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, if we need you, we'll call you. Yep. And you're not going to get any money for yep. any type of training. Yep. Like, you know, that that's just my experience. I know yep. it's probably different. I know, like, some special operations dudes and, like, psyops and civil affairs that went reserves and they have all kinds of money. But yeah. they're under SOCOM and they're in a little bit of that different, different uh, realm. Yeah. But, yeah, so commission 2010, uh, and there's all kinds of stuff that I had to do with ROTC, just going back to the ROTC situation. So, you know, it was, it was a difficult for me because I was coming out of like a basic training, being like a PFC, you know, completing all that stuff. And then and then going into that ROTC world was just, it, you know, we, we, we try to believe that we hold officer candidates to a, a standard, at least in ROTC. But yeah. for me, it was maybe the discipline wasn't there. Yeah. Um, there's still college kids at the end of the day. There's still college kids at the end of the day. Yeah, right. and that's so. How was that? How old were you when you went into so, ROTC? So I, w- I was a little older because maturity. I, I that's listen. that's a huge yeah. piece of that, you know. Yeah, especially when you hit that. You know, there's a huge difference between 17 and 22. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I was a little older. I mean, I, I I enlisted when I was 21, and I didn't hit ROTC until I was 22, 23. Yeah. 
Um, I played, uh, so out of high school, um, graduated from Catholic Central, went to Ohio Northern, played a couple years for um, Ohio Northern University football. Nice, nice. Um, And then I ended up just transferring to Ohio State, and that's what kind of put me a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and even I noticed my age in basic training. Yeah, for sure. Just like, listen, bros. Yeah. Like, grow up, man. Yeah. Like, there's a whole world out there, and like, yeah. if you continue to act like you're doing, and that was, it was hard on people. Yeah. Be, coming from all kinds of different backgrounds. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the biggest things that the military gave me was the, um, you know, in, in Dublin, Worthington, Central Ohio, really in any of the suburbs for the most part, you're not exposed to a lot of different demographics. Like, you might be exposed to your demographic, yeah. but you're not exposed to a lot of different demographics. It's right. not like we have a lot of, like, intermixing between, you know, you go to Marysville, you get yeah. the same kind of kids, right? right. You, go to, you go to Worthington, you get the same kind of kids. Yeah. You go to Reynoldsburg, same kind of kids. Um, you know, and so I think that transition for me was, that was the first time that like culturally I ever really saw a lot of like socioeconomic differences, you know, people, you know, people in gangs, people yep. from rural Texas that went Absolutely. to high school with 13 kids, um, to, you know, Manhattanites, like, yeah. like, I mean, crazy differences. Absolutely. And so like for me, I, I really embraced that. Like, I thought that was like something yeah. that was like, this is a really good test for me to see if I can you know, lead, communicate, get along with yeah. and kind of change a little bit of, you know, how accepting I am or how Absolutely. I look at different things. So I think that's one of the cool parts about the military. But just like you said, awesome. it's like not all 18, 19 year olds <laughs> handle that right. the same. And yeah. some of them bring like either a sense of entitlement <laughs> or a chip on their shoulder or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so that's the thing. I think sometimes it's like, especially in the infantry, it's like, man, you get a whole different type of people from yeah. from A to B, but I think or A to Z, I should say. But that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that you kind of you know were able to experience that and then take that to your ROTC unit because I'm sure that that was a huge benefit to those kids. Um, yeah. You know when you came in and you had some of that experience. So what did yeah. you graduate in, and then what was your transition into like uh, being an officer? Like yeah, so <clears throat> graduated in August of 2010 um, with a degree a degree in communication analysis. Um, and then I reported to Fort Benning, Georgia early uh, the next year, nice. so January of 2011. Fort Benning, everybody's favorite. So Fort Benning, Georgia for the Infantry Basic Officer Leader course. Um, you know, and I, I would say that was probably, that course itself was probably one of the most difficult courses I've ever completed. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it, it wasn't like that across the board. There was just some dynamics within our platoon and, and our platoon leadership that just made it. If you've ever yeah. seen the, seen well, the, the, the scar- series. The scarves, right? It's the, scar- <laughs> it's the scarves that get you guys. The, uh... I remember the first time I saw that walking around, I'm like, man, who the hell are these people walking around with huge scarves yeah, in their beanie? Do you guys a, still wear that's that? That's OCS. Is it? Okay. Yeah, All right. So, yeah, yeah. OCS is Officer Candidate School. Okay. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so reported there, and if you've ever seen Band of Brothers, we had it. We had our own Captain Sobel, mm-hmm. um, who who really just enjoyed. Talk about just great mystery. acting by David Schwimmer. <laughs> I, I mean, he kills that role. It's so he does, good. he does, and it's interesting to hear the commentary from the individuals that were there. Um, you know, they, they've had all kind of interviews and stuff after yeah. the series came out. But yep. they talk about how David Schwimmer just knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. And, just... yeah. You got to love it when somebody comes in and plays the idiot <laughs> yes, to perfection. Yes. It's so good. Oh, And it's such yeah. an, a misunderstood part. You know, I, I we have a lot of kids who have come through, ROTC kids, um, people who tell me I am aspiring to be an officer. Yeah. 
And it, that's going to change my tone 180 degrees, like from how I'm going to talk to you as a client. Absolutely. Like if you're coming in to do that and that's your stated goal, I'm not going to talk to you like I would talk to a, you know, a 45 year old Dublin mom who's looking to lose some weight. Like yeah. your goals are going to be significantly more serious. Yeah. And I'm going to express the seriousness of what your stated goal is to you consistently. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, I understand that a bad officer gets people killed. And, Absolutely. And it's one of those things where I think sometimes people don't necessarily see that. I, I tell people all the time. I actually told <clears throat> Coach Liz. So because we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about training military people. We were talking about, you know, what that's what your role as a coach is. And we've had all different kinds of coaches, but I'm the only one with a military background that's ever been there. And so yeah. everybody kind of runs to me with that. And I tell them at the very least, like, you need to, you know, watch Band of Brothers, read a couple books, like, yeah. be aware of some general things. Uh, and I think Band of Brothers does do a good job of just understanding the both the camaraderie of the enlisted soldiers right but the relationship between a platoon leader right yeah. and a platoon sergeant and understanding right. that like these these young kids who are saying you know I'm, they're going to be a platoon leader you know that's yeah. if Huge. it's a marine or an infantry like that is one of the most daunting tasks for a young person absolutely in no other place in the world like are you going to be a 22 year old <laughs> or a 24 year old yeah. and it's like hey here's here's 40 kids right and well, here's here's thirty five kids and five grown ass men. Exactly. Go lead them. Right. You know, and so it's uh it's a cool thing, but it's it's definitely um I'm sure it made you grow up really fast, yeah. you know, even if you weren't already experienced. Yeah. But um so yeah, so you kinda graduate through and then where was your first yeah. unit and what were your first soldiers like and all that stuff? Yeah, so I graduated Fort Benning on June 1st, and I mobilized uh, for Afghanistan on 2 August. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so short stint. So, and, and that entire time I was at Fort Benning, yes, it was very difficult, but I had Afghanistan over my head. Yeah. So I knew, like, don't fuck around right now. Yeah, man. for sure. Like, you need to understand what's going on right now. Yep. And, and, and so I made sure I conveyed that to my platoon cadre, and they understood kind of the severity and the seriousness of my mindset and going into it. Yeah. So when it mobbed, uh, mobbed out of Camp Shelby, Mississippi, I was assigned a platoon leader for Delta Company, 1st one four eight Infantry. Nice. Um, and uh, we hit boots on ground in Herat Province, Afghanistan in late October of 2011. Nice. So kind of our train up, um, you know, it was a significant, you know, three month train up in the yep. heat in Camp Shelby. Um, you know, just a lot of like... A lot of lessons learned there and understanding what was going on. Um, and so Herat province is on the le the, the um, west side of Afghanistan. So okay. it's about 40 kilometers away from Iran, the okay. Iranian border. Yeah. Um, right on right on Highway 1 there, just south, um, was, a, was a little camp called Camp Stone. That's where we were. So we were co-located with... Um, we had uh, ANA or Afghan National Army yep. outside of our perimeter, so we were in one of those camps that you have like Americans in the middle, yep. then ANA on the outside, and then we had a couple different special operations task force guys that would, you know, they would 
you'd only see them yeah, at night when they would like take off in their Chinooks and their Blackhawks yep. and then yep. they'd roll back in like zero four. Yeah. They'd wake you up. Um, <laughs> I would say the, the funniest thing about being woke up where we were is the call to prayer. Yeah. Like every day, every day. I mean, yep. that was like a constant, you yep. know, five times a day. Yeah. Because the A&A was still, I mean, they would yeah, still it out. Praying, we yeah. would get nicknames for the, the different people that would sing on the, the speaker. Yeah. Some of them better than others, obviously. Is it live uh, when they do that? Yeah, yep. just right up to a microphone yep. and, and sing it out. So, yeah, you know, I, I remember taking a video and I showed it to some friends when I got home and they were just so freaked out that they are like, you had to listen to that every single day? I was yep. like, not only every single day, yeah, five, five times. times. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this isn't like revelry. Right? This, <laughs> yeah. this is twice that. Right, you know? yeah. So it was good. I, You know, I enjoy, I look back, you know, ex- Afghanistan for me was just a, a life-changing event. Not, not because I was shot up, not because I lost a guy. Um, it was just, you know, that environment of you know i'd go on three-day patrols and you know through the mountains up north and like you said man i was the guy yeah and then i just had to make it happen yeah and it was when you're put in that type of scenario it just changes you yeah you know and and understanding like hey you know there there would be times i i'm, I'm you know i'm not getting all dark and stuff but there'd be times where i was just like listen like if i was the enemy this is what i would do yeah. and i don't understand why they're not doing yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like there's a couple of routes like that. You know, there, I'm talking 1,200 foot drop offs on yeah. cliffs through the mountains, and we're in a we're in a an up armored vehicle. Yeah, that if we get hit with a, a side mounted IED and get pushed over, yeah. we're still alive for like probably four or five seconds. Yeah. as we're just falling. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it just so so the, those thoughts and just understanding that and just understanding your having that awareness that heightened underst- awareness all the exactly. Time. Yeah. You know, you're just you know yeah. um well and how does that affect your your capability then to i think this is one of the things that i see why you know officers become you know extremely successful when they come back into you know a corporate job or different jobs on that capacity is is decisions and i think one of the things that yeah. people do a poor job of or, or struggle with from the civilian life is the capability to make a a rational logical quick right decision yeah and and have full confidence that like look it may it, we don't know it might be right it might be wrong we're not positive yet but given the information that i have exactly this is the fact this is the best decision and, and then making that quickly yeah um and then doing that at a capacity and at a you know an, an importance level that you're not going to get right. back here in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, and then doing that every day for like a year. How long yeah. were you guys mobilized for? So we got home. So we got boots on ground um, in October and we got home September. Mm-hmm. So mid-September of 2012. So yep. it was a long, a long haul, a yep. uh, long deployment with the MOBE. Um, but it's funny that you say that because that's the biggest thing they harp on you when they go, when they try to stress you out during training yep. is, you know, a decision is better than no decision. For sure. So yep. fucking do it. Yep, you exactly. Know? Like, yeah. And, and it's funny now, um, you know, I tell, I tell my soldiers this all the time and the, and the people I work with, it's just like make an informed decision yep. with the amount of intelligence or the amount of yep. knowledge that you have right now, the yep. data that you have right now. Just make a decision. Yep. Um, because if you don't make, you know, bad news doesn't get better with time. Yep. Um, it's just one of those things. Yeah, we're not going to learn anything more. Like, it's, <laughs> right. not, yeah. it's not sitting here and looking yeah. at all the angles. It's not like, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, at, at when we, we used to like use a pool table as an analogy, it's like 
dude, you can sit there and stare at it, and you can put your cue <laughs> on like the kid on the corner, right. and you can try yeah. to just hit the damn shot. Like you right. either you either have that capacity or yeah. you don't. Like yeah. sitting there and lining everything up and trying exactly. to think about it a million times, not making any, it's right. not making the decision any better, right. it's not making the shot any better. Right. Yeah. Um. And so been about um about six years from yeah. now, and Can't so you yeah. were second lieutenant when you got deployed. Correct. And now captain. Now captain, company nice. company commander. So that's O one to O two to O three. Yeah. Right? So, so just to give some perspective, so you, you you need about thirty six to forty eight months time and grade to pick up your first lieutenant so yep. to get promoted from second lieutenant to first lieutenant, and then you need another forty eight to go from first lieutenant to captain. Yep. And so I'll be sitting here um, for another two years until I can be promoted. Yep. To major. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, so came back, did the normal um, employment thing. Didn't have many troubles, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Um, I, my, I had some soldiers that had had a hard time, mm-hmm. and it's any time you go from an environment where you don't have to worry about anything yep. except being shot in the face. Yep. Um, but you know, didn't have to worry about chow, gas, yep. groceries, relationships, relationship. Yeah, yep. exactly, yep. relationships. Your time was dictated to you. Yep. This is what you're doing now. Yep. Um, you know, you didn't have a lot of freedom to be a jackass. Yep. Right? So, and then all of a sudden, you get the keys to the kingdom when you come exactly. home. Yeah, totally. And you freedom. get all the booze you want. Well, you and, get all and the money. They stockpile money. Yep, exactly. Yep. So, here you are in downtown Cleveland at a casino. Yep. Just blowing through thousands of dollars because you don't have the self-discipline to... Yep. And so, you know, and that's, that's buying Cadillacs. That's as old as time. <laughs> yeah, you for know, sure. Yeah, tw- that's buying that. Cadillacs. At <laughs> that's what, that's right. exactly how <laughs> I had to go to a Cadillac dealer and, uh, and, and just look at the guy and go, come on. Guess, what yeah. are you doing here? Right. This guy's got no credit. <laughs> He's probably yeah. sitting in a credit rating of like yeah. 150 if it even goes that low. Right. It's just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. So. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, yeah you're you're gonna have to go ahead and you know fix that contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's 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 the stuff that I think that people don't see. You know, people hear all the time struggling to come back into things. Um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the buzzword that people use all the time? Um, not, not reintegration, but something along those lines, yeah. right? Um, and you know, it's I think everybody struggles with it in a different capacity. It might be yeah. you know, it might be idle hands, it might be financial, it might be relationship wise, it might be you know whatever. But I think that's the big thing is it's like it's just like you said, it's it's from a structure like a high structure to exactly. a no structure, right? And so when you when you come back, I think that's the good part sometimes about the guard a little yeah. bit is a lot of times you actually you you can come back and you go to guard training so you right. still have that military end yeah. but you also do get a break sometimes from the people and then you can go and do yeah you know a day job Absolutely. so so what is like your um your civilian job yeah so i work um i work at the department of homeland security um through a, a national guard task force um and i just do some intelligence analysis there. yeah and so you're like um so it's through the national guard right. but it's not necessarily like with your soldiers that would be absolutely not okay no, yeah. I, so i work downtown columbus every day yeah. uh, i live in marysville um i you know like i said i, I work in a, in a federal building um through a national guard task force so um i'm on active duty yeah. i get paid active duty and everything's good i get retirement yeah. points and everything nice but it's 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 almost like I, I explain it to people like we're like contractors, right? Yeah. So we're we're uh, you know no 
the the agencies that we're staffed at don't have to pay for us. Yeah. But we offer um, unique skills to that agency that perhaps they can't self source. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's really kind of the the why the program has been so successful. Yeah. Um, to this point. So. That's cool. And do you work with a lot of other? Is it mostly military guys that you work with? No, so I, so I work civilians. with all special agents. Okay, um, cool. Special agents and intelligence research specialists. Nice. Um, through, through the Department of Homeland Security, um, and then we have, we have people at different agencies, uh, DEA, ATF, FBI, yep. things like that. Nice. So. And so, uh, you recently, congratulations, just finished your master's degree. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, tell me a little bit about uh, that. Like, were you using GI Bill? Do you still get money from the guard for like you know tuition assistance? How did that all work? And then tell me a little bit about your master's degree. Yeah. So, uh, in August of 2016, uh, I've I've been wanting to go back to school for a while. Yeah. Um, it's also one of those things as a as a military officer, you know, a professional soldier. Yeah. Um, that it just looks looks really good. Yeah. Right now. And well, I think it's good. A good. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you're a good example for I think some of your soldiers too. Yeah. It's like one of those things. It's like yeah. I mean, always educating yourself. So. Right. Um, so yeah. So Tiffin University had a uh, a master's program, so a master's of criminal justice and crime analysis. Um, and it's really a holistic approach within the criminal justice side of the house. Um, there's a couple legal classes that, that, that were very interesting that I would not have thought were going to be a part of the curriculum, yeah. but they were outstanding because yeah. it just gives you a better understanding of the system yeah, and, for sure. and, and perhaps some flaws of the system. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was a two year program. Um, I am just super stoked that I'm done with it. Yeah, for sure. It got to the point there at the end where, um, you know, it was just, it was a, it was rough, yeah. you know, but you know, if it was easy. For yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody yeah. who's ever <laughs> finished a degree and like, oh man, like I really wish it was another year on that program. Just, <laughs> like just, I was so ready so, to do more. Yeah, so, it just, yeah. so the assignments, it's an online program. All the assignments would be due. You know, Sunday evening, right? Yeah. And I'm laying in bed this morning. My wife comes in. She's, you know, they're getting ready to go to church. And and uh, she's like, so uh, what time do the, the Bengals play? And I'm like, oh, 1 p.m. And guess what? I don't have any assignments. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I was just super. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that little pick-me-up. Yeah, and for I'm sure. still experiencing Yeah, that, so. little, that little freedom. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. So when I went, when I went back to school to Ohio State, we had, you know, at first I was taking just tons of hours, right? I wasn't wasn't working really. I had like some part time jobs at like Rogue and a couple other sure. different places. Um, nothing that really stuck. And then we opened the gym, and then like my like school time went from like, you know, twenty six hours a quarter semester, then down to like twelve, then down to like. <laughs> three yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like that's just this thing like lingering over you and i'm yeah. like uh just like dragged and dragged and dragged and uh yeah same thing man when you get done with that you're just it's like this it's this freedom feeling yeah. that's so fantastic and then it's like you still have those like nightmares where like i didn't finish my homework on time still yeah. there like i gotta get up yeah. and do it it's just like yeah it's just such a school such a weird like uh yeah it's yeah. even you know i even equate it to like a hard workout you know, like running a marathon, right? Yeah. So I've run a couple of marathons, and I even like sometimes I look back and I'm just like, I can't, I can't even believe I did that. Yeah. You know, I'm training for a 50, 50 mile or uh, go ruck event in two weekends yeah. from now, and I went out for like a twenty mile ruck yesterday, and I I did like twenty one miles, and 
and I did like 21 miles in like five hours and I and I ran a marathon faster than that and I was just like I could I can't believe I even did that yeah right and yeah. I'm like man that's that's crazy but yeah. even looking back now like yeah. I can totally get how people like you know maybe in six months I'm gonna look back at the master and be like I don't even know how I spent all that time doing yeah. that yeah for sure and even when you're in it too you're yeah. like what am I gonna do with all my free time when yeah. I'm like when I'm done it's, yeah. it's amazing how when you really step back and you look at the time available to do things for and sure. make priorities and oh, cut yeah. out some things that's uh, incredible it's amazing how much like real time people have yeah you know, for sure like I don't have time to do that it's like yeah. well you just have to prioritize yeah and oh yeah it's crazy it if you do like the subtraction you know it's whatever like 162 hours in a week yeah. or whatever it is um, and when you start doing the subtraction, it's <laughs> yeah. like you start looking at it and, and like, I remember doing this exercise and I was starting to look at like, as a business owner, like where do I allocate different time to yeah. different tasks? Right. And, yeah. um, and I started looking at it and you're like, man, where's it? There's like 17 hours that I can't account for. Like, that's a lot of time, right. man. Like, what am I yeah. doing? It's, it's just like, uh, <laughs> the hard knocks episode where, um, Carl Nassib. Yeah. He's like, you spend two hours a day. Yeah. Spend two hours a day on your Instagram, man. That's like a year. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a um, month at the end of the year, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. That was like, yeah. like, you start thinking about it, you're like, yeah, that's actually true. It's like, yeah. that is actually pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those things that I think school is, it's funny how people like ebb and flow and trend. Cause yeah. I feel like I catch you right now. You just got done. You're like, Oh, I'm so glad to be done. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, yeah. two years from now, you're going to kind of, you take that freedom of time and you're just kind of like. You know, if you're feeling it well, you're reading, you're educating yourself, you're doing yeah. things, you're going to be feel fine. Then, like, two years from that, you're going to be like, you know what, like, I, I think I can go back and get, like, a, right. another master's degree, or I can yeah. go back and, like, get a PhD or and do it's, something. It's terrible, because it's already happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, two weeks after I finished, yep. I contacted Capital yep. for law school. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and I'm and i not, I don't, you know, my brother's a lawyer down in Cincinnati. I don't know, man, but... It, it, it's just you. You always want to fortify your position, for right? sure. So yeah, you're always trying to do something else. Yep. Um, now that's that's quite a that's quite a um, an event to, to take on. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's on the radar. Yeah, it's um, interesting. You know, the the you know first year, which is what everyone always kind of talks about. You know, it's like yeah. the first year is always the hard year and all that stuff. But the the evening adult program, it's um, yeah, I think it's just like anything. If you have your priorities in line. It's not time that you can't spare. You know, right. it's like it's it's there. You can do it. Yeah. It's just consistently something that consumes a majority of your free time, yeah. right? As opposed to, um, you know, an online master's degree might consume, you know, sixty percent of your free time. Right, is going to consume eighty-five or ninety percent of your free time. Yeah. So instead of Sunday like missing a game now you're missing all games (laughs) it's like you're gonna miss nine hours of games not just the three hours of (laughs) exactly and so um so you know it was it was interesting i'm I'm super glad i went because i had that same kind of thought that feeling that you know i fortify your position i think is a great great way way to put that is you know how am i improving now and how will that benefit me, my yeah. family, and everything later in life? Yeah. And uh, and that was kind of the vein that I had went with. It was also just a goal. And I'm not a person who I don't like to just walk away from a goal. Like I like to take my absolute best shot and then either realize that was a goal. Like for me, law school, I realized after the first year, it was just like yeah. that was a goal that I had set that wasn't at like at the time it might have been a goal you know, yeah. five years ago, um, when I got out of the army, right. that was a goal. 
and I left it there and I had it sitting and I've got like a goal board and it just sits there and stares you in the face every day. Yeah. And then like you start getting to the point where you're like, you know, I think I could probably do that now. Yeah. And then you get there and it's like at, you know, 32 now with like a family and a, and a thriving business, it's, that's no longer the same goal it was when I was 26 yeah. and I didn't have uh, even, I didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't have a job or a business. Right? It's like it's a lot easier to make uh, you know, different goals as that stuff happens. Yeah. So, so it's cool. I mean, I think um, I think the the capital is a great program. It's really yeah. cool. So, yeah. I mean, I think you know, it's it's one of those things. If you go into it, if you, with the the right um, alignment of life, yeah. you know, and the right alignment of support, Absolutely. it can be be so beneficial so that's cool that that's kind of on your radar yeah um, and so. and that's i think too you know getting to the leadership um portion of this just you know understanding that you know setting goals you know a goal without a plan is a wish right yeah. so so you know something that i've really implemented with my soldiers and, and my subordinates at work is you know every all the counseling all the counseling that we do, um, you know, every quarter, right? So you yep. sit down and people think innately that the word counseling means like a negative yeah, something sure. or other, yeah, yeah. a negative connotation. That's not the case. Yeah. You know, anytime you, someone's working for you or you're working for somebody to, to establish those, those lines of communication, understand exactly what the expectations are of yeah. you. Yeah. Ex- understand what their expectations are of, you know, of, you as a leader, yeah. right? Um, and so I've always, I've implemented what's called like a goal resume, yeah. and I and I look at it, you know, maybe every six months, and there's things, and it's written like I've already accomplished these things. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you look at it, you're like, oh man, I had my master's complete in 2018. Yeah. You know, when I created it in 2016. Yeah. And now you look at it, and you're like, hell yeah, yeah. Check that one off yeah, the block. For now, sure. what, what's next? Yep. Right. And so you basically understanding what you want your resume or you want your life to look like yep. in 2020. Yeah, for sure. It's, and, and you can take it any place. You can take it on fitness. You can take it on yep. on financial planning. Yep. You know, you can take it everywhere. So yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool. That you guys do that. We kind of implemented a similar thing as a business this year. Yeah. And it's already had such a positive impact just on, you know, it's it's this is where we as a business want to go three years, five years, 10 years from now. Yeah. This is what we need to do as a team individually for the next 90 days. Right. If you guys accomplish, like, you know, it's like Andy. Andy has one task, right? Yeah. It, it's to improve the nutrition program. And yeah. it's like, what do we need to do to make that happen? Well, we need to bring somebody else on to help. Them. Right. We need to do this and that. Yeah. And so he is fo- solely focused. That's his primary role is that one task. Um, and we know if over the next 90 days you accomplish that task and everybody accomplishes their one line item task. Right we will be closer to that three-year, five-year goal and yeah. all that stuff. So that's, that's cool that you guys do that. And So tell me a little bit about like um, leadership development because I know this is something that you put a lot of time in yeah. and you have um, passion for, you know, yeah. which is cool because I think there's not a lot of leaders – this is going to sound weird, but there's not a lot of leaders, especially in the military, who have a passion for leadership. Yeah. Right? It's like they, well, you know, why did you become an officer? Well, it pays better. And I, when I retire, I want to make more money. Yeah. And I do X and Y and Z. But, like, I actually, you know, the I love when I meet somebody who's in a role that they can influence and help soldiers and people 
Yeah. And they actually have a passion for influencing and helping people. And so right. I think it's cool that you can kind of put those two together. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like what you do, like, cause I know you read a lot, like you said, you listen to a lot of podcasts, you're, yeah. you're big on self-education for that stuff, but you know, where'd that passion really come from? And then how do you feel like you kind of go about setting out a plan to kind of nurture that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always, it's always kind of been there. I, th- I think really the, the, the catalyst and the nexus of it is, is to be quite honest with you, it's seeing bad leaders. Yeah. Um, and how frustrating yeah. that can be. Sometimes it's best to know what you don't want to be. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I heard a quote, you know, when you listen to people, when you shut your mouth and listen to people, you know what they know and you know what you know. Yep. So, you, yep. Know, you know, you know, you <laughs> know, it's just, it's, you know, it's just one of those, but <laughs> seeing, seeing, I like, I like that a lot. seeing bad leaders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was really just it is so frustrating um, and so I think that's really where the self-development came from and that urge to to want to get better yeah um, you know so over probably the last four years three years I'm, I'm a huge Jocko guy yep. you know I I uh, worship at the altar of Jocko <laughs> Um, but you know, it's funny because when you when you see people like that um, and you read books over and over again, a lot of it's stuff you already know. Yep. It's just how to communicate and use that within your own life. Yep. So what Jocko says, we, we all pretty much know that if we're in a leadership position. We yep. know that we need to get along with people. We know that we need to you know, prioritize and execute. We understand that. Yep. Uh, but, it's, but it's how you can... Um, you know, it's how you can communicate it with the team, yep. right? And I would say that's probably the biggest thing for me. So um, I, I'm an innately emotional dude, right? Yeah. So I blame it on my Irish Catholic heritage, <laughs> right? So yeah. Springfield, Ohio, Irish Catholic, yeah. yeah. So uh, innately emotional. And I think that that's been the, one of the biggest leadership, um, maybe not obstacles, but, but areas of improvement that I've had within yep. my career. I yep. can see myself as a young officer and just... You're getting just, just you know, you get too amped about the little things that don't matter. Yeah, it can be emotional positive or emotional negative. Exactly. There's, there's both ends of it. Right. Yep. And so that's something that I, that I you know, and I'm also very judgy in the sense too. So if I see somebody flying off the handle, yep. you know, if, I, if I'm in their, their sphere of influence, I will certainly pull them aside and be like, listen, bro, yep. calm <laughs> down. Yeah. Because this is what you look like and here's the perception. It's yep. not good. Yeah. So... You know, but that's something that I work on quite a bit. And it's funny, even my wife and some of my coworkers tell me this. They're like, you don't look like you're emotional at all. And I'm like, well, inside. Yeah. I'm just, you know, very, yeah. very emotional yeah. inside. But you have to keep it under wraps. For and sure. You have to just take a breath and calm down. Yeah. And that's probably some of the, the, the one thing that I learned the most in Afghanistan. Yeah. Was I self-talk. Yeah. So it can be during a workout. Yep. It can be during a marathon. It can be during a stressful situation in Afghanistan, sure. I self-talk. I'm like, okay, yep. what's the next thing that needs to happen? Yep. What's what's this that needs to happen? Well, and that's that emotional maturity. That's yeah. something that you right. probably didn't have when you were 2021 20, right. yeah. and that you've developed now to help yeah. you know, keep you a little more even yeah. keel and right. more consistent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. I love, um, you know, the the Jocko stuff, um, you know, it has been so, so interesting. Just like you said, I think it's, uh, you know, the thing that I love about him is it's stuff that's, it's simple. It's not easy. Right. Yeah. And then the big thing for you yeah. is it's applicable 
differently all the time because your team's always changing, your right. situation's always changing. And yeah. so, you know, you might be, you know, a great leader right now with your current platoon, but yeah. I don't know if people know, it's like platoons change all the damn time. I mean, yeah. like, like week to week, month to month. And so, you know, you might come and we, we sit down, we end up talking a year from now and your platoon's going to be like totally different. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. then that changes your capacity and it's, you know, it's the same as, you know, your family. It's like, you know, your daughter's going to be, you're going to, you're going to teach your daughter one way now. And then when she's 14, you're going to teach right. her a totally different way. It's right. going to be like, Hey, we're, you know, you have to evolve. Yeah. And as situations become easier or more difficult, you know, you need to be more prepared for those situations. Absolutely. So I think that kind of constant pursuit of, you know, leadership development is really cool. And just like you said, reading and rereading leadership material that is impactful to you. I always like to tell people it's like I, I try to read above the line like once a year. Yeah. Because when I first read it, I think it was maybe 2015, 2016, yeah. it was right when we were amping up for the games. And so the team, as I saw it in 2015, 2016, was, you know, Chris and John and Ryan and Jenny and Kristen and Maria. And it was, it was my competitive team sure. that I was leading. That was my focus. Yeah. 2018, my team is my coaching staff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the, my goal to help and grow them and develop yeah. them. So it, totally different ends, right? Um, you know, but, and totally different people. And yeah. so now when I read that book, my mind goes to a 180 degree, like totally different place. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. 100% opposite. So I think it's cool that you, you know, you do that. And I think it's going to, you know, it benefits you as, you know, a civilian employee or a contractor, you know, a, a leader in the military and a father and all that yeah. stuff. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it, it's something that, you know, we try to implement. Um, I always say the standard doesn't change the way we get to the standard does. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, whether, you know, that is, you know, and I, and I would say this too, there, there is a perception out there with the military and how the military is led yeah, and how people outside of the military maybe thinks it's just a, a yelling and screaming and yeah. you'll do this because I said so. And I know that if people have listened to Jocko, I mean, he makes it very clear that that's not the case, yeah. you know, but cause you're ultimately going to get a better product if you are tactful and the employee can, yeah. knows that you care about them. And yeah, so, you're still it's still people at the end. Exactly, yeah. right? And so, you know, this notion of, well, if you're an officer in the Army and you just say, do this because I said so, yeah. that, that is not what actually happens, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, well, it might happen. It's just that person's not going to have the same buy-in yeah. from their soldiers right. as, the, yeah. as the person who comes yeah. and cares. Yeah. yeah, and you're never going to reach any type of the level of the potential that you could yeah. in, that, in that type of... So... Kind of my philosophy right now, um, you know, the soldiers that I, you know, am, I'm so grateful to be in command of, you know, they, I want to make sure that they know that I care yeah. about them and I have that their, their interests in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, you're familiar with an article 15. So mm-hmm. an article 15 is, is a non-judicial punishment uh, that the military has. And basically, you know, if you, if you screw up, um, you can punish a soldier by like taking his pay, taking his rank, yep. doing extra duty, things yep. like that. So I unfortunately had an Article 15 situation this this past 
summer. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, uh, E4 drew down on a E6. Yeah. Um, and that happens because that's what we try to do. We try to stress people out in, yep. a, in that type of situation because, hey, combat isn't like yeah. happy-go-lucky, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. stressful. Well, this particular day, it's hot. E4 basically takes his, takes his ruck off, throws his saw down, and just says, I'm going to beat your ass yeah. to this NCO, right? Yeah. Well, that's clearly unacceptable. Yeah. That's not, you know. But the punishment that I gave him was to read above the line yeah. and write a 1,200-word essay on what he believes above the line means. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, things like that, I could have hammered this dude, right? Yeah, I could have sure. made a field grade Article 15, took his rank, kicked him out. Yep. But it's not about that. No. It, it, military punishment and military discipline is about caring yep. for people yep. and caring for for you know for their livelihood and, yep. and who they are yep. right and so that's that's really kind of what my philosophy is is yep. like even though this might be uncomfortable for you or it feels bad or you're getting a negative counseling or whatever yep. but here's the end point and and yep. this is the oldest time you know that the yep. whole this hurts me more than it hurts you type <laughs> yeah. of scenario yeah, 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 yeah. but you know that's that's kind of my, my philosophy and like understanding where we might be falling short yep. and understanding the way to get there. Well, and utilizing this this short term failure, which right. a week from now this isn't going to matter at all, sure. and utilizing it as you know how do we grow and develop, right? How, right. how do how do, we, how do we move on right. beyond this in some capacity? And so yeah. that's where I think it's um, yeah it's super mature. And now I look back. It's always one of those things like like I was a good soldier, I was not a good leader, right? And when I got out, I was in a leadership role. Yeah. And you know, we didn't have officers in our unit, which is like bizarre, right? We were right. we we're one of the very few um, enlisted run platoons and there's yeah. there's never any officers involved. And so so it's a unique um, a position for NCOs to really have um, a much larger role in their yeah. soldiers' lives and we were extremely intimate and it's like, you know, yeah. my, um, you know, basically, I guess you'd call it a fire team, yep. right? But my relief, um, it was, you know, four people, I had three soldiers and it's yeah. just like, and so, I mean, if you want to talk like, about like involved, like you're very involved in yeah. every aspect of their life and you're spending hundreds of hours together right. every week. Yeah. Um, and now I look back and it's just like, you know, like I was, I did some good things as a leader, but now it's always like one of those things where I look back and you're just like, man, I wish I would have been, wish I could be there now with (laughs) like the current like mindset and ability that I have as like a, a leader, you know, the emotional, um, awareness that I have for people and all those kinds of things. Just like, just like you were talking about to be able to give that to them because it's, it's not like I failed them, but there were definitely like soldiers I think who slipped through the cracks. Yeah, exactly. Where I think I could have had a much more meaningful change or, um, you know, impact in their lives in in a positive way. And so I think it's awesome that you're able to, you know, still do that and stay in that role and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, so you had said earlier, self talk yeah. during like workout stuff, and I know you have really implemented some of the CrossFit stuff and some of that into your platoon training. I have. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, the Fitzsimmons Home Garage Gym, right? <laughs> and what goes what goes on there, the compounds, right? And, yeah, the uh, compounds. Yeah, and so uh, so tell me a little bit about the growth and development of that, because yeah. I mean, it's, you probably have, I would say. What I know of people in the gym, you probably have the sickest garage gym. So tell tell everybody about it a little bit. Well, yeah. So um, 
you know, it, it all started from a point in my life where, you know, I had just had shoulder surgery. Um, I tore my labrum in 2015. Yep. Uh, 2014. So, tore my labrum real bad. I was at a, a, like a baseball fantasy camp. I was taking batting practice from Chris Sabo. Oh, wow, really? And I was just taking it. I was a huge now. Chris Sabo. <laughs> yeah. a huge Chris Sabo so, fan. Chris Sabo is throwing me a little BP. Um, you know, and like the meathead I am, I just kept swinging hard for the fences and yeah. ended up tearing it pretty good. So, <laughs> so uh, well, get, wait, what, what, an, what an image that <laughs> is. <laughs> Think about what Chris Sabo's thinking. Like, well, look, at, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> Hey, yeah, just one of those things. Um, So went to the doctor. Yeah, it's all torn up, man. Well, because of the military process of getting medical, whatever, uh, I had to wait like another eight months to get surgery. Oh, wow. Finally got surgery, and they had initially thought it was going to be like a two or three anchor thing. And when they got in there, they were like, yeah, you need like five anchors. Mm. So I have five anchors on my shoulder. So anyway, I hadn't been working out. Um, and then I saw like a really good deal on like a buy sell trade and I wasn't at the gym at this point. Yeah. Uh, Jackie had been in and out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, um, buy sell trade, you know, some family in Dublin had all this stuff and they're like, it's free. Come get it. Oh wow. And so, you know, it was like a bar and maybe like, maybe like 300 pounds of plates. Yeah. And I, I remember getting to their house. I'm like, Do you, are you sure you don't want me to pay you yeah, for anything? This is like a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. And they're just like, nope, I just want it gone. I was like, hey, Roger that. Yeah. So took it home. Uh, really enjoyed having that immediate, like just getting back in the groove type yeah. thing. And this would be fall of 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just started adding. Yeah. I started adding more and more. Um, you know, got an Aerodyne, got a GHD. Um I got a treadmill in there to run, um, and then, yeah, just it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, you know? and then you guys just, when did you guys move into the house? So September of 2000, so September of last year, we actually moved, we were at an old, like, farmhouse that yeah. had a garage, an attached garage, um, and then moved back into, like a, like, a little suburb for, basically for Evelyn, because yeah. being out in the country, she didn't have anybody to play with. Yeah, for sure. And then now, I mean, there's just, like random packs of kids, kids running everywhere. through yeah. Yeah. different yards but yeah so moved in there um and then just started adding added a bunch of pull-up bars and you know kettlebells Dumb- dumbbells is a big one dumbbells just yeah. got the dumbbells so that's yep. the latest yeah. so i got yeah. 23 85s yeah and it's so so like uh you know sexy you have like the but it's it, it, i always get stressed <laughs> at the gym because it's like we we make it sexy yeah. and then it's just like you're like we got that kettlebell rack same thing everything's perfectly aligned <laughs> and i just i like looked at andy and i go well enjoy this because this is as good as it's ever going to look like it's just going to get shittier from here and it's like you know you give you give anybody you know the community an inch and there's just like chaos yeah, right, right? right but with you it's like <laughs> yeah. you know it's you're the you're the one who both respects the equipment right. and the way it yeah. looks and so it's always going to kind of look like that so yeah. i always love going to like a nice garage gym like that yeah. like oh that looks so nice it's yeah. so like organized it's yeah. just, just like so it's been nice you know with you know being in school being in command which is like another part-time job yep uh with my guard unit and then having the 45 to an hour drive one way every day um you know when i can't get into the gym i i'll be getting into the gym more often um and you know now that i'm done with school yeah um we just talked about prioritization yeah so no excuses yeah right, right. But, but yeah it's just one of those things um but it was always nice just to be able to come home 
and knock out a wad, yep. you know, in the garage gym. Um, well, and I think you really enjoy right the aspect of you like you're a tinkerer. You yeah. like you like testing, trying different workouts, seeing how it affects you differently. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, and and one of my favorite things to do to you is to um, to because you have I don't know if you know, but you have a barbell bias in your programming. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I have a I have a what I'm good at. Bias. Yeah, exactly. And so so, so I, I love when you come in. <laughs> And like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, the other day, like I nailed this and I'm just like, okay, cool. Hey, all we're doing today, oh, yeah. a couple of 800 meters and some hey, dumbbell man. front yeah. squats. Yeah. Just yeah, like, no hey, deal. it's not going to be anything, you, you know? definitely go out as hard as you can. <laughs> so you come back in and that first run's like 320, 322. And then it's just like, ah, oh, see you later. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so absolutely. I think, you know, we enjoy kind of that. I enjoy, you know, it, I just went through Instagram last night and Facebook and yeah. I like, you know, like I like I'm like purging. I have to purge because like there's just too many people on that I'm like that I'm watching that I'm viewing that like yeah. and it's that's the thing. It's like it that's what sucks. Time is like I had I think I had like I was following like 500 people yes like yesterday and now I'm down to like 100 and like my goal is to get to like 50. Yeah, um, right. But when you you know you're one of the, my favorite people to follow because like a lot of your posts really most of your posts are going to be your workouts. Yeah. And I love seeing what you're doing and yeah. it's like it's it's kind of a weird thing because. I really don't care what like Ben Bergeron posts or like what these other people <laughs> post. It's like I, I would rather watch what you're going to post. Yeah. Um, because I think the the that was how I how I started really was like I, I was programming first for myself and then I was programming eventually for you know uh, Jay and Tom and Grant and Kristen the the people who joined me in the garage yeah. gym um, and then then that kind of grew to you know the first twenty or thirty members and then it's like then you're programming for the whole gym yeah. and then and now you're programming for hundreds of people yeah. and so it's um, you know it's been fun to to see that that transformation and yeah. so it's kind of like a you know, I have that like nostalgia when I look back at like your yeah. things. Like, oh, you know, that's some on shit the, I would have programmed. Like just... Yeah, fifty thrusters at one thirty-five. <laughs> like, just just bury yourself today. Just like, yeah, for time. Yeah. Just you know, just, yeah. just why? Because because fuck me. That's right. why. It's just pick, like you I'm gotta just... pick the rents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's it's it's fun to kind of watch you for yeah. it. So and so that's really kind of you know that's transitioned into you know. Uh, I always run the PT for my company. I know that we've, yeah. we've talked about it and um, I bounce some ideas off your head yeah. and, and uh, I've even taken up some of the, 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 um, the wall balls up there for him. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where my, the PT at my company is, is purposely made to be super fucking hard. Yeah. You know, and I, cause I want these dudes to understand what it feels like to lose all the ATP in their muscles. Yep, right. Exactly. So like I, I, I think, with the newer generation of soldiers that I'm getting, and we talked about this a little mm. bit, but there is a, you know, th- there's just a a a soldier that is coming into the, the military today that perhaps hasn't had a whole lot of physical yeah, hardship. Just softer. Maybe yeah. not like a, you know, physical hardship and like doesn't know how to work, but yeah. like just... You know, I remember that was fun for us when we were growing up. It's yep. to see how fast we could run our forty like yep. twenty times. Yeah, or exactly. Like, yeah. You know, see how fast we could run a mile. Yeah. And it was bragging rights and things like that. Yep. Now it's just we're getting soldiers that might not. Well, and they're getting rid of two of days. I mean, they're like so. Yeah. Like, I mean, football, football pro. It's like you think hands, about what is the hardest thing. Hands, like, hands down. Yeah. All right. I had we had an event in August of 2012 in Afghanistan where I was all fully kitted up. 
for like 18 hours. Yeah. All right. We had a real bad green on blue. We had to secure the scene. Yeah. We, you know, we're getting all, all kinds of intelligence that we have all these like hostiles moving to our area. Okay. And I remember thinking to myself, it's August. What's going on back at home? All two days are starting. Yeah. I remember thinking to myself, would I rather be at two days right now or be where I am right now? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good here. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was like, yeah. you know, but growing up, two days, high school football, those were like the hardest, some of the hardest events that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but anyway, so the, the PT is purposely made to be difficult. Uh, I implemented a new PT standard for, um, you know, we, the APFT, obviously, is yep. the two mile run, push ups and sit ups. Yep. But in, in Chosen Company, you have to do 100 burpees for time under under 10 minutes yeah. and right into two touch-and-go 15-foot rope climbs. Yes. Yeah. So we're sitting at about 50% pass rate at this point. A yeah. lot of it is they don't know how to climb a rope, which yeah. that's fine. We'll work on it. The burpees, hey, it's one of those things. It's a yeah. gut check, man. Yeah. And, and at the end of every single time, I love burpees. I love burpees bear crawls. So yeah. I'll do like, you know, do like... You know, twenty burpees and then bear crawl like a hundred yards. Yep, and it's brilliant. Yeah, because people hate it. Oh yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah. It's a mental strength. Shoulders and hips, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, but uh, you can always kind of go. I always tell people, for the most part, it's like a soldier. Generally, not everybody, but a soldier can should be able to. You can always do one more burpee. You can always yeah. go another couple steps on the bear crawl. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, um, and I think that's kind of where we're going to as a whole uh, in the military. So I don't know if you're aware, but the army yeah, is implementing a new yeah, so a- we, ACFT army. We combat tested that test. back in like oh, did you? 2008, 9, 10, like did in you? DC, like when they first started having the concept of changing it, yeah. we were like some of the first soldiers that started nice. to test that. Yeah. And that was a big part of like how I started actually finding and getting involved with, with CrossFit in like 2008. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I implement in the garage gym, um, Go, goes right to the company, test it out, tinker with it. Yeah. Um, a lot of like sandbag stuff, yeah. just whole body, just, hey, what are you going to have to do on the battlefield, man? Yeah. Like, we can have, you know, we're not going to have to snatch. We're yep. not going to have to do all that stuff. But you know what you are going to have to do? You're going to have to pick a buddy and run. Yep. Um, and so that's, you know, and I and I would say that's, I'm, I'm biased in my own my own wads towards that type of stuff. Yeah, for in sure. In my yeah. garage gym. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny, you talk about Instagram and posts and everything, and, and um, it's amazing how many people will come up to me, especially my, my hometown friends. Yeah. They're just like, you know, I just I just really enjoy you posting that, because then I, then I do those workouts. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I never, because I, ne- I don't post them for reasons of, like, I want other people to do it. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. It's where, almost like logging for you, in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I can look back yep. and just like, yep. what do I want to do today? Yeah, exactly. My brain doesn't work. Like, yep. what am I going to do? Yep. Oh, let's try this again. Try yeah, and even time. if it, even if it's not doing it again, it stimulates some creativity. Yeah. It's like, okay, last time I did 100 back squats at, you know, body weight. Now I'm going to do 100 back squats at, yeah. you know, half body weight or right. twice body or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. It's like, wait, you know, how do yeah. I want to take that? So, yeah. yeah, I think that's super interesting. The, um, what's, is there bragging rights around the, the 100 burpees in, in two rope climbs? Have they, like, adopted that mentality, the soldiers who are, like, kind of high performers? I think, I think they're still, like... I still think they're kind of in shock right now. Like, so the best, the best time that we had was a five twelve on the burpees. Yeah. Or so is that total? But five twelve. Uh, five on the burpees. We don't okay. time the yeah, transition because some people yeah. are going to die. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they're just like yeah. sprawled yeah. out. There don't climb the rope yet. <laughs> just, you literally uh, might just die. Chill out. <laughs> if you just, make it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, five twelve just on the burps, which, you know, I said anything under uh, five and a half was like pretty legit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a real hard time getting under, getting under eight. 
Yep. So I'm at like an eight. My my best is like eight oh five or yeah. something like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where you know we I just try to push them as far as they can go because I think their eyes just need to be opened a little bit. Yep. And, you know, pe- people are graduating basic training without passing an APFT now. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is um, which is concerning. Yeah, concerning. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, concerning. I would say generally, I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, we had kind of talked a little bit before we started about just military readiness. And, yeah. you know, I think now it's a, it's a, it's a buzzword that has gone like to like CNN, Fox News, like it's stuff that's being talked about on that level now, which right. I always tell people like, stuff's probably been going on for like 10 years inside of the military before the, like the news is going to talk about it. Right. Um, and now the news is so like, like they don't really talk about what's going on in the military, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that that's such, unless it's convenient for them. Sure. But yeah. I think that that's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's, it's just, I'm obsessed with, with helping think about and fix solutions to like this problem, which right. this problem, as far as I see it is yeah. affecting everything. Like it's, it's, you know, it, health, you know, you might call it military readiness, but I call that mental and physical preparation just to be to be right. active, able, human. Right. Yeah. And I think that has become something that's that's affected, infected our entire like society. And I think it affects everything. I think it affects you know people's happiness. I think it involves relationships. I think it involves just everything in that capacity. So, you know, I think one of my big things that I, I try to focus on all the time is like, what is, what is the fix to that solution for our community? And I think right. for you, it's like for, for my team, for my guys. Yeah. So I think that that's cool that you kind of are able to start to look at how do I solve this? How do I yeah. fix this problem? Right. Because you can affect change with, you know, 50, a hundred, 200, 300 people. Yeah. Um, you know, with the right, you know, pushing. Right. So I think that's cool. Do you guys ever talk about, do you guys talk about nutrition? Do you guys work on anything like that? Yeah. Um, it's tough for soldiers. It, it's tough, you know, it's, especially as you guys not like a day to day. Right. You know? It, you know, it's tough and it's, it's tough because, especially because I have some young soldiers. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll make comments and I'll, you know, take some shots. Like, yeah. If I see somebody struggling real hard that I know, like, I, I remember, you know, one time specifically, um, a soldier who is, um, who loves his, like, Marble 100 menthols, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he, like, just walks around with Mountain Dew and Marble 100s, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just which like... Which is, uh, unfortunately, super you know, common. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, how are those fucking Marbles tasting now? <laughs> fucking go, you know? <laughs> And, yeah. and I, I know I sound like a huge dick, but yeah. in that in that type of environment, that's yeah. not out of line. Yeah, 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 not, for sure. You know. Well, and I mean, the thing that that you have to, you know, people listening, anybody, when they hear that stuff, it's like you also have to keep in the back of your mind, like if that soldier is not ready, there is going to come a situation where you know the guy right next to him gets shot, yeah, exactly. and they have to pick them up and carry them. Right. And if they are not capable of doing that. Like that person will die. And so like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Adam's pretty harsh. That was mean. Like that maybe hurt his feelings. It's like, 
okay, yeah. like, is it better to hurt somebody's feelings right. but make sure you can save a guy's fucking life? Right. Or is it better yeah. to, yeah. you know, be sensitive and and not hurt his feelings, yeah. but then he kills a dude? Right. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, one of my favorite movies, speeches, is A Few Good Men. Yeah, I like love the freedom that I provide. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, the speech is so good. So two, two things about that. So A Few Good Men and then The Rock. And it's two movies that I feel like if you really are in the military, serve in the military, like you have a different view yeah. on that. Because like they peg like Ed Harris as sort of the bad guy. They peg right. Jack Nicholson as sort of the bad guy. And you're like, hey, you know, actually I kind of lean with them a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like now granted, like I'm not going to blow up the population of San Francisco. <laughs> but like yeah. the yeah. the things behind what he's saying what he's are yeah. ex- extremely like relevant. And right. I think it's it's those things where... Um, you know that that general awareness is is something that uh, that's so so hard. That's the gap between sure. civilians and military that I yeah. think is sometimes hard to hard to get across. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So you've been doing um, been doing CrossFit with the unit and been kind of involving that. Do you think any of your soldiers have they taken on that fitness maybe on themselves? Do you feel like you've motivated people to start doing that stuff outside of it? Yeah, I think it's probably twofold. Um, I think it's like a self-pride thing, um, you know, with, and I think too is they just, they vary at a basic level. They don't want to feel like they felt last month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just one of those things where yeah. it's like, you can either feel like this every single month. Yep. You can throw up yep. and you can be like, combat ineffective for the next six hours <laughs> yeah. because your muscles are just done yeah or you can just start you know yeah start pushing it's just yourself, another day yeah for sure know? Yeah. and um yeah and so i, I think that there's probably a, an even split on kind of a pride and ego thing and, yeah. then, and then just like i never want to feel like that again because yeah. i felt like i was gonna die yeah so, that's awesome yeah. all right i want to talk about your family real quick yeah because yeah. um, jackie is is hands down one of my favorite people huge <laughs> yeah. huge jackie fan yeah. and uh and now maria is uh all in on jackie professionally um yes. so i feel yeah. like now maria and jackie right. are like bonded at, uh, <laughs> at the hip for uh, yeah. maria's hair she's, for the rest of her she's life saying so. she's had quite a few um gym clients Carly, yeah, Carly was just saying yesterday. Yep, yeah, for sure. Sarah. Yeah, Carly had some long hair, so yeah. she was like going donated all the way. It. Oh, did she really? Awesome. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. wow! I'm excited to see her then. She donated um, yesterday. Yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, how long have you guys been together? Yep. So uh, we met in like December of 2006, January 2007 time frame. Yeah. And where was that? Where'd you guys meet? So we met at Texas Roadhouse. We were both waiters here in Columbus at Dublin. Nice or, uh, on Bethel. Bethel. Yeah. Um, we were, I was at a student in Ohio State. Nice. She had just moved down here from Lima. Um, so you guys are like the movie at, Waiting. She was working at Charleston. That's how I... We, that, was like our, that was like our first like our first or second time hanging out. We watched that movie. Really? Waiting. Yeah. And we were just like, this is ridiculous how accurate this yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, like yeah. the young stewardess, yep. the old like creepy oh, yeah. dude. Yep. If you've ever worked in the restaurant just, industry, that, that movie has like a, it's on a special point. place in your heart. Yeah. It's on point. Um, so yeah, so... Um, we, we were probably not a lot of people probably know this. So we, we were married in 2012. Yeah. Um, Jackie was in Columbus. I was in Afghanistan yeah. and we were married in Whitefish, Montana in May of 2012 by a double proxy marriage. Wow. That's bizarre. How'd you guys like, yeah. so I came home on, I leave. didn't even know you could do this. Yeah. This is all I wanted to hear. Yeah. This. Yeah. So I came home on leave and, 
March of 2012. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like young couples who've been away from each other, right? Yeah. So she became pregnant. Yeah. Um, I rotated back into Afghanistan. I was sitting in Kandahar Airfield yeah. waiting on a C-130 to pick me up and fly me to Herat. Yeah. And we have like little Roshan uh, phones that are on like the Afghan network. Yeah. And I remember getting a text message and the text message was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Yeah. Well. My boys can swim. <laughs> well, all right. Well, there's that. So, um, flew back. She's like, it was so funny. She's like, I was like, hey, so you took took a test and she's like, yeah, I've taken like three. I was like, you should probably just like taking them. <laughs> just, just, just to be sure. Um, so yeah, uh, came home and or went went back to Afghanistan, and then so the double proxy marriage is when um, you know people just stand in for you at the courthouse. Oh there was, wow. only, there was only four states at that time to yeah. do it, and it was really implemented for. I think North Carolina was the first state to do it. Obviously, a large army and Marine Corps population. Yeah, for sure. It was just implemented specifically for that, yeah. where you could get married in a different, um, when a soldier was away. Yeah. So we ended up getting married. I had to wait like two or three weeks. We were so out in the middle of nowhere that we didn't have like a JAG officer. We were the only yeah. infantry company on our little on our little FOB. Yeah. Um, and so the JAG officer would rotate like every two or three weeks and stay like one or two nights and then oh, rotate out. Yeah. So I had, I had like all the papers and stuff that I had to sign and then notarized and then a lawyer had to sign. And, yeah. And, so we did all that, and then uh, mailed that stuff back. And I remember I got off a of patrol, like dumped my gear, um, uh, got back to my, like my little chew, and uh, checked my email. And it was just an email saying like, "Congratulations, you're married." So we got married on the 19th of May, but yeah. I didn't I didn't get the email until 21. Yeah. So what's your anniversary? Uh, so and that's like two opportunities for me to fail because yeah. we don't know, right? <laughs> right? Right? So. Um, well, and you guys have been remarried now, right? So we did. Yeah. So, so we got home and, you know, we were married and I got home and, and Evelyn came in December of 2012. And then just last year down in Punta Cana, we had, you know, kind of our like legitimate yeah. ceremony marriage type, yeah. Which type, looked awesome. type deal. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. So I think through our group of friends, we're just like, we're just going to get remarried. Like yeah. it's going to be different people's turns every like two or three years. Yeah. Just go. Cause it was a blast, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. It was so funny down there, like the wedding coordinator was like talking to us like we were like super stressed out. She's like reassuring us that everything was fine. I was like, listen, <laughs> listen, we're, we've been married for like, yeah. Yeah. For like five years. Bro. We're good. Like, yeah, we're yeah. we're yeah. straight. Like That's there so is funny. literally no stress happening. <laughs> yeah. Actually, can I get a beer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're in the Dominican Republic right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, right. we are not in that, yeah. that, yeah. Uh, yeah. that vibe. Yeah. So yeah, got remarried, um, you know, and just... Evelyn is is awesome. Yeah, you know, she's crazy. I'm trying to get her into a bunch of different activities. She's yeah. into gymnastics. Five and a half, and, six now. Yeah, she'll be six in December. Yeah, yeah. So trying to get her into BJJ. I bought her a bunch of like I bought her these like gymnastics mats from Rogue. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, gymnastics mats." And I was like, "Little do you know that they're actually for BJJ." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's that's a cool. It's a cool endeavor. I tell people like with kids all the time. It's like. I think, uh, you know, rock climbing, martial arts, and then yeah. CrossFit, I think all those things do a great job of teaching you uh, humility, and they Absolutely. teach you the process, right? Yeah. And I think both of those things are, are super important to learn at a young young age. You know, wrestling's really good with that also, yeah. um, like, as you get more, like, school-age stuff. Right. But I do think a lot of, like, you know, you think your traditional ball sports, mm-hmm. I think it's so easy. At first, it, like everybody's communication is so talent-based, not process-based. Is It's yeah. like, 
um, because it's kind of a team sport and then it's just like, oh, you know, this dude's really good and like, you're just not as good. And so it's like, so it's right. like, there's not much you can right, do about yeah. it as opposed Sorry. to like, yeah, that individual, like, like martial arts <laughs> stuff. It's just like, you're not, yeah. there is no real good or bad. Like, it's just, right. you're, you're, it's just, do you dedicate yourself to the process? Exactly. You know, do you, do you learn that stuff? So I think it's so cool. And, yeah. Really cool for, you know, young, young women to see that. Like, yeah, I think for me, that's the most exciting part. It's like now, like a lot of our kids and tots and stuff ends. Um, you know, a lot of people who I know who have young daughters, it's like, yeah, they get them involved in stuff like that early. Yeah. I think that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool for this generation of, yeah. of women coming up. Yeah. Like, you're going to be fucking badass. Well, like, it's going to be awesome. And I had a friend recently who, you know, they, they, they have a little boy or they're about to have a little boy. And, um, and they were just saying, you know, well, you know, when you have a boy, you probably, you'll, you'll parent differently if you ever have a boy. And I was just like, listen, I don't, I don't think so, man. Yeah. I parent my daughter the exact same way I would parent a son. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if it's just me or, I, I don't know, but I don't, the standard's the standard. The standard's the standard, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I mean, either you're a boy or a girl, I don't care. Yeah. There's, there's a standard, yeah. and that's how I parent up to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, anybody, I think I think anybody that doesn't, you know, I don't know, just, if they don't understand that, they, they think, like, I can parent this, this young boy, you know, just be super hard on him or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of coddle the girl, and that's not no. that's not my philosophy. No, no, I, I completely not, agree with that. You're setting both of them up for failure if you do that. Well, just like you said, the standard is the standard, and if we're talking about kids, I think the standard is to show them how to be a successful person, how to be right. a, how to be a happy person. Exactly. Like that's that's what you're teaching them. Yeah. And I, you know, just like we talked about like yesterday a little bit, and like habit change seminar that I'm talking about all the time. It's like if you build consistent good habits, right. you'll have emotional stability and emotional stability is going to make you happy and successful. And yeah. it's just like, that's it. And it's just like, so if you yeah. develop these habits at a young age, um, yeah, I was watching, um, watching a video yesterday talking about how first seven years, they're just downloading. They're just downloading yeah. from you, downloading from people around them, downloading yeah. habits, downloading, you know, this is, this is important to people. This is not important to people. Right. And so, you know, if they're downloading, you know, bad relationships, not being present, not being there, yeah. getting blown off, like that's going to be the per- type of person they are. And it's just yeah. like, they download those habits like crazy right. when they're young. And so the more stuff you can get involved yeah. with where they're downloading good habits yeah. and they're being taught and educated. And, and so I think it's so cool. Yeah. And I think that points to, you know, an opportunity for myself yeah. to know that. And it's just a, like you got to keep your shit straight, yeah. right? Because like you know, you have these little eyes just always on you. Yeah. Like I'll be the first one to admit my mouth is terrible. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's not always the the best look. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just. Um, I don't know. There's something badass that. about a grown woman who's got a like got a little <laughs> edge mouth the, on her. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, lo- I I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy that. Like there's. I I knew this girl um when I was in D.C. and she was like. Irish Catholic Boston girl <laughs> yeah. and this girl she still had she's a little bit of the Boston twang yeah. but man like when she went hard on somebody like right. you'd see it at bars every now and again some guy would try to pick up on her and do something yeah. stupid and she'd just turn around and she could just go so hard on somebody <laughs> and like and, yeah. and the profanities would just fly and I was just like that was awesome to watch. <laughs> you have got to do that more. Like that's so yeah. sweet. So yeah. I don't know. You never know. I mean, I think it could be something that could be be beneficial. But Jackie's it, she's so sweet. It's she like is. it's one of those things where it's like she'll she'll be a it's nice mix of both. We of definitely you guys, have so. the yin yang on that on yep. that side of the house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but 
you know, Evelyn just started at St. Bridget's in Dublin here nice. and is just really rocking out kindergarten. Yeah, first year of school, right? Just, How's just that been? loving loving it. I mean it's it's been really great. Yeah. Um yeah. So just super positive experience. That's, That's awesome, man. All right, so let's talk we gotta get our gotta get our uh, right. questions in. The restaurant in Dublin. What's your favorite So, go-to? you know, I work right downtown, so I don't eat a lot. I, okay. If I had to say like my favorite overall, doesn't even need to be in Dublin. Community. Yeah, so I have two cheese in Dublin. Okay, uh, just I'm a big red meat guy. Yeah, I need to cut back on that probably a little bit, but um, and then um, so downtown, right by my office on Gay Street, is um, Tiger and Lily. Tiger and Lily. Nice. So it's like bone broth. It's like a faux, but they do they're. It's legit. Yeah. Like it's like rice noodles and meat, and they have these marinated hard boiled eggs uh, that nice. are just. I mean, I could eat every meal there. Yeah, for sure. So, I love it. Um, yeah, Tiger and Lily on Gay Street, right next to Pub Mahomes. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. That's Pearl a good Valley. one. I don't Pearl know if Valley. people will know that. So, yeah. so we've gotten a lot of Tucci's. Everyone's aware of Tucci's, which is good. But I like the I like the new things that are going to be a new awareness. Yeah, if you're down so there, if you, yeah. if any if if anybody's down in uh, like Pearl Alley area, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, down there a lot of uh, probably ringside if I don't know if you've ever heard of that yeah. so it's best burgers in Columbus for nice. sure oldest bar in Columbus oldest bar in it's Columbus it's right there in ringside, the alley, ringside. Hmm, yeah, nice solid that's sweet yeah we're always looking solid for good spot. stuff like that so I yeah. like it awesome man I think that's it you got anything else you want to add no I just uh, yeah like I said thank you so much for having me on um, you know friendship has definitely been one of those one of those experiences that Jackie and I have had that we are, uh, we're just grateful for the community. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm stoked to get to know more people in the gym. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. I love that the, the feedback I've been getting a lot from the Sunday chats is it's so nice to be able to, to get to know the people more. So I think it's cool. It's, you know, it's, it's nice because, you know, I might be taking a class with you and I know you as Adam. Right. That's about it, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, as you start to know, as you we start to dive deeper, like we've had, we've had people that's like, I didn't even know we're from the same hometown. You yeah, know, like, I didn't, I, I'm like, my mom went to that high school. You yeah, know, it's just like Brock. And so, Brock grew up. Brock's yeah. right down there on the road from. Me. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so yeah, and that's what's so cool is like you know I tell people like Brock's a great example. It's like, um, you know, that people don't know like Brock and I were were in the honor guard together. Like he yeah. was he was a tomb guard for a little while and like in training and stuff. Yeah. Like people just don't know this stuff about about yeah. everybody. So I think it's it's really it's a cool opportunity for people to get to know yeah. each other. More. And I I'd say the best one of the best things about the gym is when you go when you come in and look, look you look up at the house rules and you yeah. see that you're responsible for the energy that you bring in here. Yep. I think that is something that everybody like that is, that is good for every situation that you're in. Yep. Every experience that you have every you know, there's an old saying, if you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole in the morning. If you yep. meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. Yep. Right? Yep. So, yep. like, you know, it's just one of those, um, you know, be accountable for the energy you bring in. Yep. You know, be uh, be present, you yep. know. I've tried as much as I can to get to the point where I say no to things where I know I'm not going to bring good energy to that situation. And so sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it might look, uh, you know, um, so like, you know, Maria's family stuff's a good example. It's like, you know, they'll have, they'll maybe have like a barbecue, they'll have something going on and yeah. like, 
you know, I'll have worked a long day. I'll be tired. You know, Sundays I program. Like I got a bunch of stuff that kind of hangs over my head that I have to prep for the week on Sunday afternoon. It's like Sunday afternoon really is not like a great time for me to get a bunch of stuff going on. And so, (laughs) so like the other people over in, in, you know, it'll just be like all decline. And then, and then there's a bunch of questions. And, you know, I think a lot of the times it's just like, well, you know, like I can come, but I'm not going to be present. No, I'm not going to be present. And I'm not going to have a bunch of great energy. I'm not going to be ju- like juiced to be there. You know, it's I'm the it. same way. And so it's like, and if I'm going to be like that, do you want me around? Yeah, like I don't. I like then. Then yeah. you're going to associate me with being exactly. somebody where you're like, I don't really like that guy. Exactly. Like he's not that fun. He's yeah. not that this. And it's like, well, you didn't. I wasn't set up for the opportunity to be fun. Absolutely. Right? That and happened so, all the time when I was in school. Yeah. Because I would have deadlines on Saturdays and Sundays. Yep. And I'd go to a family event and just be like, listen, my mind's elsewhere. Yeah. I need to, I have to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's, yeah, just like you said. I try to tell people all the time, too, when you come to the gym, you know, it's, uh, you know, when you when you walk in, it's like it's an, it's an opportunity yeah. to readjust your energy. Like, yeah. that's the way I look at it. That's how I look at it. I know when I'm having a tough day. And I'm yeah. tired and I'm, I'm just like dragging ass and I'm short with people. A workout can reset that shit Absolutely. real quick. So it's like, yeah. and probably for me faster than anything. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, what, what other things can I do? It's like, well, I can have a cup of coffee. I can have a beer. Yeah. I can get a workout. It's like, those are the things that like, it's like, those can kind of change your mood, your philosophy right. like quickly. But that's what I love about like going there is like, you walk in, like, I'm going to hit you with some positivity. I'm going to be yeah. juiced to see you. Yeah. And you're going to get energy given to you. And it's like, right. if you can respond, if you can change your mentality with it, it's like, you can change your whole day. You can change your yeah. whole outlook on stuff. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's been fun to, you know, this year um, try more and more to embody yeah. that. And it's been cool to put a team around where, like, that's, like, one of our stated goals now as, like, as a team is, like, yeah. like just bring that energy yeah. and, you know, fake it till you make it. If, you, if you're not in that boat... <laughs> Right. bring it just keep bringing the energy right. you'll be surprised at how much you can turn your Absolutely. day around so Absolutely. that's cool I'm glad you guys are feeling that yeah. awesome man thanks for coming on I yeah. appreciate it thanks for yeah. having me for sure Absolutely.